0: Welcome to the Christway Connect Podcast. Creating pathways, connecting people to Christ, to others, to purpose. Welcome to the Christway Connect Podcast. In the studio today, we have the preacher from Sunday. Hello. Josh Mason. We have the psalmist Brothers, from um, Sunday. <laughs> Arnick Schaus, and then Melinda and I are joining you. Hello. Yes. Good to have you with us today. We are in week three of really kind of an eight-week series that we're calling "Get Outside." Pause, pause pause, 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 pause yeah. of yourself, right? So, mission, mission, and giving. And uh, if you haven't been able to listen to the last couple of weeks, we encourage you to do that. I thought last week's uh, podcast kind of took a turn, but it was a good turn, and uh, had a lot of ministry depth and some wisdom and some experience and some stuff in it. So encourage you to listen to that uh of course josh's message last sunday good job man thank you I heard a lot of good things and i was sitting there myself and heard a lot of good things real time so real time and even after the fact uh what was, was on your heart that day like we, we talk about doing this stuff a couple weeks ago when melinda spoke she asked me like what's the point and i'm like well inspiring people to know this is an option and and this can be done and here's how god can move and and uh a little bit of instruction, but, but also inspiration to it. So what was, hitting, what was hitting you?
1: Well, I think, you know, after realizing it was Pentecost Sunday, I had this light bulb moment of, you know, the times we have done anything missionally, which is a lot, not just overseas missions, but the things we try to do daily really don't work so well without the Holy Spirit guiding so that was that was really what I was thinking. I don't know if that came across. Sometimes you for I don't know about you, but I forget half of what I said on Sunday. So I that was my thought was that, you know, we we need to have the Holy Spirit just guiding those daily moments of mission wherever we are,
0: whatever we're right. doing. So Right, more than an event or an activity, is it cliche to say lifestyle? I think that's might be the word we use a lot, but it really is yeah. just how we live our life. So lifestyle of, uh, 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 we could talk about a lifestyle of serving, Mm -hmm. but we can also just talk about a lifestyle of listening. Yep. Waiting, you know, waiting
1: to hear. And I'm very good at getting ahead of what he's doing in my life. Very good at it. I'd like to go first and let him catch up. And I usually, I wouldn't say fail, but it doesn't go as smoothly as I'd like. Not to say that it always goes smoothly anyway, but I need to, I know I need to practice waiting and listening and hearing before making all these massive moves or any
0: moves really. And, and then go, you know, when I know. I'm thinking of a time, which I think is, this is a super, this is a super great point uh, that you just made uh, of you're engaging, you're listening, you're in the mission game, right? You're, you're okay, Lord, here I am. But you get ahead of him in the process. It's like if you're running the race, you know, you just get ahead, and ahead should be good in the race, right? But mm-hmm. the idea is to journey with him, walk with him. I recall a time when Melinda and I were church planners in the uh, mid-'90s that we'd done some work with a boys' club uh, and a summer camp, some things like that. But before all of that, I'd gone there to plan a church. And so I had a job, and I had enough extra income to actually rent a space, pay for it, I don't remember, Thousand square feet or so. I mean, it was it was a you know storefront kind of space, but it was a new build, a main highway, and we could fund it. And it was just the two of us. It wasn't the way we church plant today, right? It was just the two of us and the junk in our car, right? And so go in there, and I felt God in it, and I was blessing the Lord for opening stuff up, and we could pay for it and provision and all those kinds of things. And then the day of signing, I checked in, and it was as if I was standing there by myself. I did not feel the spirit of the Lord with me at all. And it was as if I looked back and he was standing back there, you know, 45 feet back. And he's like, yep, you've been walking on your own the last <laughs> little bit. Right. You know, that whole thing. Right? Yeah. So called us into stuff. And I, it was, I don't know. I don't know if it was embarrassing, but I just called the realtor. And I'm like, you know, I know today's our signing and lease agreement on it, but I can't do it. I don't really expect you to understand. I just can't do it. And then within just a couple of weeks, an opportunity for this boys club, which was free. It was in the neighborhood where we had probably three or 400 children come because they could walk. Right. That God opened that whole thing up. Yeah. I didn't see it. That yeah. was an initial thing. I mean, I'd had, I'd, I'd been a Christian four or five years, maybe. And it was foundational for me to realize I'm, I'm walking with the Lord. I'm listening. I'm doing, I'm ready, full of faith.
2: And I literally got ahead of him.
1: Easy
0: wow. to do. Yeah.
2: But my question to you in that, and this go to you and Melinda, is in, in doing that, being what, not to be insulting, but what we would call young in the Lord and not, of course, nearly as tenured as you are in the Lord now as both of you are. Wasn't that a training ground, though? Like to have that experience and to at least learn what it feels like to go kind of the, a little bit south on the wrong way. And just feel the muscle, the training of, eh, maybe not. Maybe the Lord's calling us to do this in a different way. Didn't that kind of teach you going forward a little bit or at least train you for the next time around?
3: Sure. It, it was about what Andy just said a life of listening. Mm-hmm. So I think of Abraham when he was telling that particular yeah. version of it, where Abraham brought the sun up, he got gathered the things. Mm-hmm. And you know the the dramatic is he's lifting his hand the knife over, uh, and he hears the still small voice. So yeah, that would definitely be a training for sure because yeah. we were young in our leadership for sure.
0: Well, in that space, yeah. we've talked about that where Abraham, you know, he hear from God. Yeah. Take Isaac. Yeah. Goes up, and Scripture tells us that he believed God could raise him from the dead. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, which yeah. lets us know how he yeah. thought that was going to go, right? Yeah, So he goes up there, knife in the air, and <laughs> I get a little dramatic when I tell the story, but I'm like, you know, the angel or the lord himself, however, you know, whatever angel of the lord whatever it says, stay thy hand, you know. <laughs> and uh and he's going, "Lord, I'll do it for you." "No, no, 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 don't kill your son. You got him up here. We're good now. Lord, I, I'll sacrifice for you. I'll do it for you." Right? <laughs> he's so focused on the last word that he heard that he is not hearing a current fresh word from God. Oh, that's so good. And he mm-hmm. could kill that, that boy so yeah. out of some sense of commitment to the voice, yeah. not continuing to listen to the voice. I'm totally feeling the Holy mm-hmm. Ghost, doing
2: No, like, that's real, man. And
0: yeah. kill him. And I think God would have no obligation whatsoever to fulfill that promise because he's like, man, I told you, yeah. and you weren't listening. And I think what's triggering for me is, when we get in some space where we have heard God but we, we stop being flexible and we're like, Peter, we're like, hey, let's build some temples and tabernacles right here. Here's our revelation of transfiguration. Mm-hmm. Let's build it right here. Let's take our new doctrine and build it. And everything flows through that from here on. And we stop sojourning and listening and being, we miss some stuff.
2: Yeah. And I think the reason why I asked is because that's something that was so, I don't know if you know how encouraging it was about your message Sunday, I was locked in. When you started going through the scenario of how many things, it's like, okay, the Lord asked me to do this. So it wasn't the part about you doing the new thing and everybody jumps up over the new thing. It was your willingness to cut short an investment that you probably had plans for, and a vision for, but you heard exactly what Andy is talking about you heard the Lord speak to your heart, and you knew you had to make an adjustment. And I just think there's something about the way that you framed that Sunday that was so encouraging that sometimes it's not that your life is topsy-turvy. It's just that the Lord moves you in a way for a season, and then it's time to go another way. Yeah,
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, Minnie and I talked about this. We talked about this this morning. We are built for change. Yeah. Literally, we're okay. We like we like change. We like new things. We like rebuilding. You know, we've moved like a lot and all overseas and back. In a, I mean, heck, we're in Terre Haute, Indiana. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And I'm
2: glad none of you are from here because <laughs> we are people that don't like change. Yeah, mm. well, and I never
1: even go. knew how to say Terre Haute, right? And mm. I'm like, what am I doing here? But yeah. we that wasn't the case. You know, I worked at a company for a long time, so it, it was literally... When I let the Holy Spirit take a hold of my life and guide me and started stepping out and getting it wrong and then stepping out and getting it right and learning the difference and and that growth phase of hearing the Holy Spirit and following the peace of my life and getting rid of the expectations of all the people around me that thought I was nuts for leaving my tech job because I made a lot of money, Mindy too, I was nuts for taking my family overseas,
2: I'm glad you're saying this because I was going to ask you that in private because you didn't really get to. So instead,
0: he'd like to together. ask you that on the podcast. <laughs> <That's fine.
2: laughs> no, I mean because I know even talking with Andy and Melinda, I know when people are watching your life from the outside. And you guys are positive people, so you don't really, you obviously don't focus on it. But you have to know it's there for the sake of teaching the rest of the body. How do you deal with people not seeing the way you see?
1: Well, I think, I think there's a, there's a peace that, we, that, that, that passes understanding. And so we, I think there's also grace for those that maybe not, don't see that in my life. You can have peace for your situation, but you may not have peace for mine. Quite frankly, your opinion doesn't matter in this unless you're one of my closest friends, right? Yeah. So we I, I usually just explain it like, this is what we felt God saying. We're going to go for it. You don't have to agree. If you're a believer, we ask you to pray because we want to get it right too, you know, yeah. <laughs> but, but we love you and we can agree. We we can disagree and we're going to Africa or whatever it may be. Right. We're going to Terre Haute. Yeah. And, uh, I, I think it's, it's also being aware that we don't want to be arrogant in this either. Like, we're not like, Hey, look at us. We, we move all the time. You know, that's, it's not actually cheap or fun to move often. It's not, for me. Oh, you're broke. Yeah. I'm always broke. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not fun. You're paying for moving. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But what we've seen on the other side of that, even coming here is the the friendships we've developed. Uh the just the opportunities that have that have been here. Another passion or desire in my heart to to run this organic farm, right? It's all there. It, it, you just have to see it. It's it's that saying that you can either believe that everything's a miracle or nothing is, right? So we just believe that He's for us. And, and hard, hard,
2: yeah,
3: hard yeah. things are not not miraculous. That's not the right way to say it. But even in the hard things, you see the mir- miracle or the beauty or God and all of that. I'm
2: but sorry. that's the so, no. I was just gonna say before you and I spoke about the song to close with on Sunday, Jesus, I come. Andy had evidence in the pocket, and you know maybe that was just something for me because, like, from the outside looking in, I'm looking at you guys. I'm like. Not just the the success of the inner personal relationship with Christ and being obedient and seeing the fruit of that. But, I mean, I've heard the stories of what you all have done in these places you've been. There's obvious evidence and fruit that God was in that. And being able to say, you guys had schools and churches and planted so many people and developed so many families and there's so many tears that are coming off of just how'd you the spell, ministry. How'd you spell yeah.
0: tears there pal? <laughs> yeah, because yeah,
2: yeah. that yeah, is the truth yes. too yeah, yeah yeah so many That's tears yeah.
0: t-i-e-t-e-a yeah. mm, tomato tomato yeah. No. yeah yeah tears and i'm sitting here thinking what melinda and i we talk about all the moves and i say which one would you and by the way we talk about them heatedly <laughs> With intense
1: fellowship. Well, yeah, I mean, like, you know,
0: we're like, like you're you're sensitive, you get frustrated, you know what it costs you, yeah, and you see what other people don't seem to have paid, and we're you know, just I, grieving get, our well, loss. I get we're not supposed it's to compare, the but, yeah. but yeah. these things that like you're like you're in those spaces. That's the real, the reality of it, and but I would say which one which one wouldn't you trade?
3: Well, that's the deal. Our heart is to serve. Yes. So we serve wherever we are, and we bond with people, and we walk with them, and we journey with their sorrow and their joy.
0: Well, my statement right. to you, as I recall, was which one which would you not want to do, right? Which, which one always would you deflates the argument. <laughs> well, but yeah. Melinda replied one day, and she said, and every one cost us. That's right.
3: We've left a piece we of ourselves. We paid for every Absolutely. one of them. Absolutely. Right? So... Our dreams of I where just, that was going to There are
0: faces yeah. of people that I love like my own children. Yep. Right? Yep. My kids, a few summers ago, we got to go out to Rhode Island, and we had the RV, and we drove them out there. And they saw these kids that uh, were three and mm-hmm. six and seven and nine this little family and you know the dozens of kids and those those kids still live there and now they're 32 mm-hmm. 33 wow. that whole deal so we let them know we were coming out kind of Facebook message knocked on the door and these 32 year old women
3: jumped into our arms jumped
0: into our arms like they were six yeah. one of them used to run down the street would leap turn and I'd put her up on my shoulder and we'd spit sunflower seeds and walk her down the street, Marnesa. And we and you know, she was little. Mm-hmm. And her little sister, first time I met her, she was walking in a diaper, that's all she had on, mm-hmm. toddler. And we just saw that she got baptized a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago in a church plant in Rhode Island.
3: In the same town in the same town that somebody we somebody planted a church there. And
0: my kids marveled she, when amazing. they saw these so thankful this like other life yeah, they that didn't we know that, had, that they, about us <laughs> and when you saw the reaction of these people that love you so much and you love them so deeply right mm-hmm. and so you wouldn't trade any of them and we paid we paid some for every one of them mm-hmm. for sure yeah 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 and, and we don't yeah. resent that but no. it is hard yeah. and you do look yeah. at it and, and 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 every once in a while you're like that's
3: hmm. just grief that probably won't go away. Let's well, you know grief. grief,
0: not to go psych, psychologically here, we go again here but grief. grief is the metabolizing of loss. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And so how we do that, I just, I just want to help present a clear picture even of the scripture, right? What these great men and women of God did. Now, Hebrews 11 comes to mind, mm-hmm. right? Heroes of faith, all that list. And first of all, first half of it is all these jacked up people Right, that were like, you know, Samson made the list, Jeroboam made the list. What are you talking about, right? All those people. And then at the end, it says some received their dead back to life. Others were sawn in half. The world was not worthy of any of them. All died in faith, not having received the promise, the world not being worthy of any of them, right? So the circumstances of it, man, you cannot judge your walk with God based on circumstances. No, you cannot you just have and to, if we model doing ourselves your best after to say Jesus, yes.
3: yeah. the mission of the church yeah. is to bring the gospel. And that usually remember that article, death. At, that
0: podcast you sent me the other day. Uh, one of the guys said, uh, "We're called to share in the sufferings of Christ." Mm. He said that was what we were,
3: and yeah. find joy in That's that. That's our calling
0: is to, yeah. is to share in the sufferings of Christ. But you know what? There is joy in that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, a yeah. deep sense of purpose, a deep sense of the deepest sense of connection with the Spirit. Yeah. Absolutely. So yesterday was one of
1: those days. So I preach on Sunday, felt good about it. Yesterday, everything went wrong, literally everything. So several pieces of equipment and trucks broke down. Hmm. Uh, and just, you know, things were just wrong. And I remember uh, Mindy, are you okay? And I said, you know is one of those days where I just have to count it all joy. Mm,
3: it's a good song. But a few mm-hmm. years ago, yes, I don't know is. if I
1: could have said that oh, literally. Like I would have just been raw, right? So I just took a deep breath, counted it all joy, and we move on. I mean, it's uh This isn't an easy life. That if you're going to follow the way, as it says in Acts, mm-hmm. it's not easy. Let's mm-hmm. just be real. It's this hard, is not hard like. Things. You know, if I stayed in my tech job and Mindy did too, we could retire early. We could have just lived on the beach. Do we think Mm. that the
0: Holy Spirit is the encourager and the empowerer and the one that gives us boldness? Because it's easy. Because it's easy? Yeah. No. no. Comforter, right? Right? That's the stuff we need comfort and courage. And the Holy Spirit gives us that because we need it.
2: I think that's why it's so important that we're in this series and that we make mission. As important as the rest of the path there was a preacher that said it like this I'm always quoting some old school preacher but he said new birth in Christ is frankincense myrrh and, and gold laid at your feet that's the experience but living for Christ is you don't have a place to lay your head there you go. and it's amazing the journey from how wonderful and accepting Christ is but <laughs> and forgive me for being frank how inconvenient his mission is, right. and how it's inconsiderate at times. And I think that sometimes, because of that, and because God understands the weight of his eternal glory on your life, and knowing the reward that Andy was talking about, how much it is rewarding if you're living in Christ to see the fruit of what you're doing. But in terms of convenience, when you start talking about that part of the path, let's be honest. People start checking out on the mission part Mm -hmm. because it is the part. I just said this a couple of weeks ago at my church. I stood up. It was after you had preached about missions. And right before I preached, I said, I just want to say this to everybody. I want to confess something openly. It's the mission part that I struggle with. It's that part. I can serve the Lord and clean this whole church and greet people and do three services. Did it Sunday. (laughs) I can preach twice, I don't mind any of that. But when you start getting into disrupting your plans for the sake of the mission, that's the hard part. So I would encourage people that are listening to really hear you guys out, that somehow you found the beauty and the fruit of mission and that, that's such an important part. I cannot imagine erasing that from any of you all story and you just being in-house you know, "quote unquote" church people. Mm. Yeah,
0: but don't you, don't you feel lost when you don't have spirit direction? I feel lost.
1: Oh yeah, I I I know Mindy will usually remind me if I'm off, and it's always because I just have either ignored what I'm supposed to do, or I just haven't been checking in like I normally do, and and she'll ask, "Hey, what's have you spent time with the Lord lately?" Because seem a little off not in it and she's very kind about it uh, and that's she's usually almost always right it's usually that where i just need to hear i need to hear and and so what i've been doing lately is waking up and as soon as i wake up that first thought and even internal speak is that lord just give me what you want today i want to do whatever you want to do today and Inter- i've even been praying interrupt my life now i i'm a I won't say I'm regretting that, but I'm like, I don't know if I want to pray that anymore because it has been interrupted. I have these plans. As a business owner, I have a plan every day for my crew. They've been interrupted like crazy. Mm. And it's good, but it's still inconvenient. But
2: you're also saying that it's good to have somebody tuned into that with you. Oh, yeah. Because I was in the doghouse yesterday. I just want to bring that up. Shout out to Cherie (laughs) and the doghouse for watching for my spiritual life. She looked at me and she's lit, you're off. Something's not right. I like, no, I'm good. <laughs> Had a great Sunday. She's said, you're off. And it made me go sit and take a minute. Yep. And just sit back and say, yeah. I'm, I'm about to go off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't say that, Cherie, if you're listening. I was that was Andy that said that. Yeah, that, that was that Andy. Was... Similar voices, uh, different heart. Ann. Yeah. Uh,
0: right. <laughs> you know, I think you... Uh, you don't always know. So easy to Facebook post the story, right? Polish it. It's, like the, it's, it. it's like the book of Acts. The book of Acts is like Facebook almost, like the highlight reels. You got to look in there like there was some struggle, man, and suffering, and people weren't sure. And, and when you read the writings of Paul uh, later as it corresponded to events that happened in the book of Acts, you know, we are perplexed. We are uh, confused, but, you know, we're holding in there, right? I mean, those are the things he wrote. We're not, we're not abandoned, but we, we, f- we feel, right? Uh, I think the recognition of speaking to him, for sure. But I get off when I don't hear him, yeah. when I don't hear from him. Um, and it's not like a drug fix, I mean, I don't think, but the relationship of it. And several times in this conversation, I've thought of the, the highs and lows of 32 years of being married to you. And I probably brought most of the lows, most of the challenges, frankly. But the 32 years of that, and at the, I started it this way. And when I recalibrate myself, I want it to be like this, that at the end of the day, it's you. I want to be with you.
3: He's looking at me. I,
0: Thank I, you. I told,
2: <laughs> we're just being quiet. and staying I, out of I, this.
0: I tell my kids, I'm like, I love y'all, but I didn't, I didn't marry you. I married your mama. Yeah. And so I'm happy to launch you and let you be independent. And, but that's how it started. And, and in the beginning, right in the beginning of those days, the gold, frankincense and myrrh business, mm-hmm. you'll eat ramen noodles and They're sleep on a ratty couch and would. drive a junky car, you know? Yeah. Okay. Why? Because so grateful to be yeah. together, right? It doesn't matter what we do. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what we do as long as we're together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, frankly, life and maturing and growing up and responsibilities and all those things, if you don't fight for that stuff and recalibrate you and remind yourself of those things.
3: There are so many distractions and so much pain that can distract you. Yes, yeah.
0: yes, yes. And we talk about we talk about uh, a divorce rate being high in the first three to four years, probably because children show up and you didn't sign up for that, right? It's harder than you thought. And then at 20 years, which might be when children are, you know, empty nesting out of the house. That was just some, some data a few years ago I came across. And I think what happens is you've lived for something uh, else and busy and events and, whatever, and then you look at each other, yeah, the demands of life, sure, the cares of life, Mm -hmm. and you look at each other and you're like, kids are out of the house, and you're like, who are you again? I don't remember. And you feel like you've grown apart and separate ways. So now I'm shifting gears, and with the Lord, like, I wanted him. He asked for me, and I wanted him. And I've had the Lord speak to me before and go, now what's changed about that? Mm -hmm. Right? It's kind of moving actually to to reconnect and think about those mm-hmm. things, right, so
3: because even if you're talking marriage, what happens for the next hopefully twenty, thirty years after the empty nest sometimes are what we were called to do that's what I hear people in their sixties and seventies they feel like their' seventies they are finally doing so what I heard something God the other day' <laughs> These three John
0: Tyson, John Mark Comer, and this other third dude I didn't know. These guys were interviewing each other,' just kind of chatting like we are and they uh, quoted someone that said, uh, Your best decade of ministry is your 60s. Your next best decade is your 70s. And your third best is your 50s.
1: Hmm.
0: And being 55, I'm like, Okay. Third best right now. I'm in my third best <laughs> yeah. and I got two to go. Yeah, yeah that so kind, which is this kind of not Our sometimes. society. <laughs> well, that kind of thing. Most. Well, one of my mentors told me, he said, At 50, you start to figure it out. Now, I I misunderstood that because I thought at 50 you figured it out, so I was super excited when I was 50. And then I realized, I think I misremembered that. It's a different story. You start to figure it out. Mm. And I think that's true. And the stuff that matters and doesn't matter. Mm. And at the end of the day, your relationship with the Lord, and if he asks you to do something, you just go do it. And this whole my life is not my own business, like you get it. Right. But you're, you're that servant that I mentioned a few weeks ago, puts his ear up to the post, drive the awl through my earlobe, and I will be your servant forever. Till the end. Yeah, mm-hmm. intentionally and on purpose. So um, the whole idea of, I guess that's kind of behind the curtain stuff, right? Mm-hmm. After decades of uh, serving and mission. But let's, let's just not miss this part. There is such tremendous joy. Mm-hmm. In the moments, think of—I mean, you could go on moments on the farm, right? In yep. in uh, Africa, South Africa, that area, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure. And we think of different spaces with people in our home or um, points of ministry, or you know, you baptize somebody, they come up out of the water, and you realize you were invited into that space,
3: and maybe traveled a pretty hard road to get to the standing in the water with
0: to them. get there.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not knowing what was going to happen.
0: And Melinda knows this. There was a gal years ago, we were church planners in New England, and a couple years in, we did a lot of stuff with kids, but we probably had eight adults. So Sunday morning was wild with kids, and then we did a Sunday night church thing, storefront, you know, six to eight, ten adults, right? And at one point, this woman, uh, very educated, went to Columbia, like smart, super sharp, um, a dramatist, psychodramatist and she sat with me one day when she was at our house for Bible study and she said hey I know you're frustrated that there's only 10, 10 people in our church to which I was frustrated you know and she said but I'm one of those 10. Hmm. Wow and you you coming here has forever changed my yeah, life transformed her mm-hmm. yeah, forever changed her life and so uh super cool story and there. Were moments that particular person, uh, new believer. She walked in one day. We'd have nothing, nothing, no money, broke. Walked in, handed us a thousand dollar check, and I said, "You're giving us thousand dollars." She goes, "I'm tithing." I had a relative just give me a ten thousand dollar check, <laughs> and then but she'd sit with me, so new to the game. She'd say, "It's so weird," because we'd fix, you know, snacks. We'd have Bible study, fix snacks. And she said that she says, "It's so weird sitting at your house eating snacks that I bought." <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that funny? Oh, that I bought, man. you know, which is true. It was your money, your money bought the snacks. You we know? didn't, didn't need it. any
2: more real than that. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Is
0: that a, that's a funny story. But the joy that comes out of these uh, moments, and they're not just joy because everything sucked so bad before, right? They're truly these moments where you realize I had to get to that side of the mountain. In order to be in that place.
3: Or be interrupted. Or be uncomfortable. Or be, whatever your word was, you know, the inconvenience. Yeah. And in the middle of that, then you're like, oh, God I had something else up asleep And I get to watch it unfold and be a part of it.
1: I and I can look back on, like, pivotal moments that we made a shift. Just said yes, really. And think, what if we would have said no? How terrible would mm. that have been? Because
0: we would have never been... And you know what else I think? I think the problem with that is, when I think about that spot, I told someone just the other day, I said, you can say no. You can say no. The Lord will try a few more times, and then he'll give you what you want. And he'll go on to someone else. And you'll be saved, probably. I mean, you'll probably be saved. But you'll never know what you missed. And that's the tragedy, is you say no to something, and you feel like you're happy in your little bubble world Mm -hmm. that's predetermined and all safe. But you never know the joy yep. of open water, mm-hmm. or the sunrises that you see, or the starlight that you see when you leave the safety of the city. Yep. Or
3: when you're in the river of life, floating down all that rushing water to bring it back to a story that we work through from yeah. Ezekiel and Freedom Curriculum.
0: Yeah, and that's part of the challenge. Is I think you, it's hard to pitch it because people are like, "I'm doing fine." You are. But you just never know what you missed by not saying yes. And I feel like we've I feel like we've committed our life to try to say yes. And that's our encouragement to everybody through this series is mm-hmm. like, please, please be inspired and let the Holy Spirit inspire you to say yes.
3: So what I kept hearing on Sunday was anticipation mm-hmm. and the Pentecost moment being suddenly. So being in that vein and being it feels like each Sunday something else gets unloaded to where we are. Where is God leading our church as a body? Yes. What is going to happen? So what I heard on Sunday was, yes. anticipate because it's, yeah. it's 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 coming or it's yeah. it'll be in the chaos of the day or in yeah. the interruptions or in this mundane. Mm. We homeschool. This is what I was thinking of while Josh was speaking when he introduced the suddenness of that. He kept saying suddenly. So we homeschool with a classical Christian curriculum, and they mention, have mentioned, and i just not gotten my brain around it because of my upbringing, and I say, you're always waiting and looking for the Pentecost moment. When you're teaching, when your child has that Pentecost moment. So my heritage is not in that realm, and I've never understood it until Sunday morning. It's the suddenly, suddenly the child gets an understanding, or suddenly it all unfolds, or... You know, on and on Mm -hmm. I can describe. Um, And so, you know, tying that into I will teach Chip differently this year because now I have my brain around that, which has already happened. It was just not my verbiage, but what's happening in our community as God is walking us down this path for whoever is in the future that's going to be among us or whatever's going to happen among us. Very exciting, the anticipation of that.
2: I feel bad because Andy didn't pre-warn you. He didn't pre warn you about these podcasts. They can easily become recharge sermons the following Sunday. So, suddenly, you're suddenly, that's, yeah, the, that's you're this suddenly. coming Sunday. <laughs> recharge. I came up with it myself. You're suddenly. It takes a village. There you go. There
0: you go. No, that's so true. Yeah. Uh, that's but not... Can I
1: encourage those listening? You know, there is a suddenly coming, I believe, for Christ's way, but there's a suddenly coming for you individually in your life. Mm-hmm. And while you, while you sit in anticipation, while you listen and while you hope and while you experience that joy, it'll come. And then when you're ready, it's so easy to say yes. Mm-hmm. If you're not anticipating, it's really hard to say yes because you're shocked that this could happen or this, something's happening. You may not even know what's happening, but when you're waiting... And then it comes. Mm. Doesn't mean it's it's just an automatic, but it's so much easier to say, "Yes, Lord, I've been waiting for this."
0: Mm. Yeah. Yep. And my mind goes to Samuel as a child, and the Lord spoke to him, and he didn't know it. Mm. He knew it was a voice. He knew he heard something that wasn't the issue at all. He just misappropriated where it came
2: from. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> But thank God there was somebody standing by to tell Well,
0: and the yeah. Lord will keep talking. That is yeah. a lie from hell, man. Mm-hmm. That you miss God's one timer voice. Yeah, no way. That's ridiculous. Yeah, not it is true.
3: Ridiculous. That is not true.
0: Come against it in Jesus' name. Yes. Cut its legs out. Yes. yes. That's decimate a it. Mm-hmm. Depth of the ocean, man. Cuter of the brethren says okay. that. Not mm-hmm. okay. Yes. That okay. You, your heart is open. You're you're trying to listen, and you hear. Uh, Samuel, Samuel, and you think it's Eli or you think it's pizza or you think whatever you think it was your ego and you just, you just, you just don't have a shelf for it. Yep. God doesn't go, well, I gave you a shot and you let me down. What in the world? Mm. No, no. Now, if you want to continue to say no a bunch of times, God will let you do whatever you want to do. He's done that. That's the entire old Testament. <laughs> He'll let you end up where you want to ultimately be. But when your heart is like, you know what? Lord, talk to me. I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm willing. I may misunderstand. What a gracious God to guide us. Holy Spirit, we talked about comfort. We talked about courage. It also said he will lead you into all truth. Yep. Mm-hmm. It is the Holy Spirit that takes that confusion mm-hmm. and that cloudiness mm-hmm. and leads us into a space where we, see clearly. where we figure it out. That's right. Where we see clearly, not darkly, not mm-hmm. through a glass darkly, not clouded room. The Spirit... The Spirit of the Lord, uh, Luke 4, Jesus says, The Spirit of the Lord is all on me. Yeah. He's anointed me. Preach all the things, right? Mm-hmm. The last one says, Recovery of sight to the blind. And that word blind does not mean blind I can't see because my eyes don't work. You look it up and it says, As in a smoke-filled room. Yeah. My eyes work fine, mm-hmm. but I can't see because there's so much smoke in the room. And, you ready? Hit me with an organ. Come on. It's already in my mind. I need, notes, man. I need that Pentecost wind <laughs> to mm. come blow out the smoke. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whatever, whatever needs to
3: happen. Well, really. <laughs>
0: yeah. And trust that the Lord is not like this ogre, Thor, hammer, God thing. Like, stop. Yeah. He wants, as we want our children to be independent. And they think we wake up every morning and plan early on how to control their way, life, yes. right? Yeah. That's not true. Yeah. We don't do that. Why not true. No, he wants us to be independent and free while being dependent on him, right? Mm-hmm. That that juxtaposition of those things where we can walk in that he holds us up, we listen, we say yes and long suffering and helps us. I think that's part of our story, right? that we didn't know and you took this turn and you took that turn and you bumped I just told the story I was way ahead of him I looked back and he wasn't there Okay I got a couple choices I could then run on ego mm-hmm. and do it by myself Thank God I was at least smart enough to go well I can't do this I got to go back and link up with the Lord mm-hmm.
1: I think it's also important that when you do here if you if you're not clear like I can't tell you how many times I'm not clear. Like, I think I'm hearing, and either I'm just not confident or I just don't know. So I ask, I ask him, and then I ask people I trust mm-hmm. that hear the Holy Spirit. Hey, this is what I'm sensing. What do you have? That doesn't mean what they say is exactly from the Lord, but maybe it helps your confidence. Maybe it says, Yeah, that sounds like you're listening correctly. I know you, I know your heart. You know, there,
0: uh, counsel is important mm. as well. Multitude of counselors. But yeah.
2: Yep. <laughs> Safety, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives liberally, yes. doesn't hold back, right? And I guess what we could close out with today that, that verse in James says, uh, but you can't doubt, don't doubt. Because when you do doubt in the moment, you pray for wisdom, and in the moment you doubt that you have it, you're like a wave tossed about by the wind, yep. double minded. And the scripture says that man should not expect to receive anything. It's kind of harsh. Hmm. It's kind of rough. It's
3: about fear, isn't it? If you're doubting.
0: Well, possibly.
3: Yeah.
0: I've just tried to lean into like, look, I don't know what's going on here. Mm -hmm. I'm asking you for wisdom. I will not tell you how to give it to me. (laughs) It can come from someone else. Yeah. It can come from a scripture, a song, a a, a mistake, uh, whatever. My kids can teach me. Or the Christway Way Connect podcast. (laughs) Like, it can come from anything. Okay. And I will listen... but you're going to give it. I'm going to trust you. And I'm not going to doubt And that's just the driving out of ego, and it's the driving out of all the preconceived things, because that, that's what allows the suddenly moment. Yeah, definitely. How about praying us out? Yeah. You good with that today? Absolutely.
1: Well, Holy Spirit, we are so thankful that you guide us. <laughs> and that we're not alone. We can trust you. Father, we are we're with you. We want to be followers of you, Jesus, and followers of the way, and and we just want to say yes when the suddenly moment comes, every single time, without hesitation, no matter how crazy it looks, no matter what people say, no matter if we have provision or not, we just trust you. So God, for those listening that uh, maybe are wrestling with that idea, God, I ask for comfort and peace from you, for them. Uh, I ask for uh, this, this series just to bring our, our little community here together and that we can just trust each other and lift each other up, show us how to edify each other, just show us how to love well, and show us how to be connected to you and others.
0: In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So I had lunch with Deli and Kelly today, and uh, we were talking about... Uh, the presentation of mission this weekend when they uh, I'll sit up there with them and talk through some of that, their experience and their story. And we kind of ended an hour talk with like this consensus among the three of us that we really feel like God is doing this thing right now in order to get things in place so that as we're, we're growing quite a bit, as we grow and continue this growth, people are walking into this culture Like it's going to be preceding this. This kind of growth is preceding that other kind of of growth. We'd love for you to join us this Sunday if you're in the area. uh, Happy for you to be with us. And thank you so much for the time that you've invested today uh, to listen to our hearts and allow us to share our hearts with you. So we hope you're enjoying this series. And uh, we will continue next Sunday with our part four and then we're going to move into four weeks of giving. So uh, looking forward to it as we all just try to get outside ourselves. So until next time, thank you so much. Blessings, grace, and peace.